Welcome to Birth Mothers Amplified, giving a voice to the women behind adoption. Hosted by Emma and Mathani. Welcome back to another episode of Birth Mothers Amplified. I'm Mathani. And I'm Emma. And today we have a special panel episode. We have Ashley and Katie with us. We're going to be talking about the holidays um, and so on the holidays, whether that be Christmas, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, um, and then also birthdays and anniversaries as well, how those seasons affect us. As a refresher, so we have Ashley back on. She was actually on episode three. She is 14 years into her adoption story as a birth mother. So welcome back, Ashley. Thank you. And then Katie, we actually have coming on later to do an individual episode. So I'll make sure to tune in to hear more about her story, but she is 18 years into her adoption story as a birth mom. So we are so excited to have you come and share your story twice as well. And so we're so excited to hear y'all's perspective on holidays and anniversaries and seasons and all of those things and how that affects um, us as birth mothers. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the first question. Mathani, you take it away. So Ashley, what does the holiday season mean to you? So I think for me, um, it means a lot of family time, especially during Thanksgiving um, and the Christmas time of year. We usually will split that time with um, with my family um, and with my husband's family as well. Um, and so we try to see both. So it's just a time, you know, of camaraderie, of eating, of drinking, of laughing, just a lot of close-knit fun and connection. Yeah, that's great. What about you, Katie? Yeah, I think the same thing um, as Ashley just said. It's just such a great time to make memories with your family. For us, it looks a little bit different because we're a military family, so we're usually not anywhere close to either one of our families. Sometimes we get lucky and we get to go home and visit, but for the most part, it's just the four of us, my husband and our other two kiddos, but it's just making memories and spending time together and just really having a blast wherever we happen to be stationed that year. Yeah, that's great. Emma, what about you? So mine's starting to change because I'm getting married. So I'm like, I'm like happy, but like kind of sad. Because I'm like, wait, no, like family traditions are going to be different. No, it's, it's all good. All good things. Um, but this is actually the first year where I'm not going to spend Thanksgiving with my family. Oh, um, I know. That's so a big thing. It is. It is. <laughs> but yeah, similarly, family is really what I think of when I think of the holidays. Thanksgiving was always our extended family. I have like 45 first cousins. Yeah. Yeah. No, 45. So <laughs> A uh, big family. So that used to be Thanksgiving, like my family hosted and our neighbors always gave us a hard time of like the streets <laughs> being packed with cars and, but everyone's gotten older. I'm on the younger end of cousins. So um, that tradition has started to go away. It's, we don't spend as much time with the extended family, but I always adored that growing up. And then Christmas, we're lazy. We just stay at home. We're like big on like, <laughs> no, it's cozy. We make Christmas last as long as possible. Emma, real quick. Yeah. I just thought of with that 45 cousins, I just pictured the old pilgrim table outside that is like 90 <laughs> feet long <laughs> where you have dinner outside. <laughs> There's so many of you. Yeah, we got really creative <laughs> with seating. What about you, Mathani? So the holidays are kind of, they used to be like a weird time for me because growing up, we didn't have much tradition. We acknowledged 
that, okay, it was Christmas time, but we didn't have big family celebrations. Gift giving was very rare. Um, it wasn't very, from what I remember, being really like a warm, you know, mm-hmm. jolly season. So as I've gotten older, um, I've had to kind of create my own, I guess, traditions and stuff, which is cool because then I get to create my own. Yeah, so I've always had kind of like a mixed feelings relationship with the holidays for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so going off of that, and I'll just go ahead and ask you first, Mathani. I mean, are there any family traditions that like you are creating that you want on your own? And like, how has that impacted your daughter's traditions and their family traditions? I love Christmas lights. And that's not something that like we did growing up or anything, but like, that's one thing that every year I have to go and look at Christmas lights. A few years ago, my daughter's mom reached out and asked me whether there were any Christmas traditions that I had growing up that they could incorporate so she could have, you know, that in her life. And I remember being like, I have no idea. Like, I know. <laughs> um, and so I think that was the first year where I was like, okay, I got to come up with something. Like, I need a some sort of tradition. And so like Christmas lights has been like my thing where like I, like last year, I think I missed, I didn't get to see Christmas lights. And so, or, you know, like actually go out in a car and like look at lights. Uh. So I was like really sad. And so this year I'm like, it is happening. I don't care if (laughs) no one else can come with me. I'm doing it up by myself. Um, So yeah. What about you, Katie? Are there any family traditions that you've carried on? Uh, I think the biggest one is every, it's always the weekend right after Thanksgiving. You immediately go out and get your Christmas tree. And that has been ever since I can remember. <laughs> designated Christmas weekend. <laughs> and that's when all of your Christmas decorations come out and you decorate your tree. And each one of us kids, I'm the oldest and there's, I have two younger siblings. We get to rotate between all of us who gets to put the angel on top of the tree. Now we mm-hmm. do the same thing with our kids. <laughs> So Aww. little traditions like that. The only other real holiday tradition I can think of is all of us, my siblings and myself, our first Halloween, I was a pumpkin. It was like, oh. <laughs> it was tradition. You had to be a pumpkin. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so all of my kids were round, chunky pumpkins. When they were, and I remember getting my birth son's um, first Halloween pictures. And it wasn't even anything I had discussed with his adoptive parents or anything and I just mm-hmm. was getting the pictures and crying because he was a pumpkin for his <gasps> first Halloween and I just Stop. remember getting them and like no way <laughs> and it was just so sweet to see that and that like somehow just everything had lined up and I'm sure yeah. it's probably pretty normal for everybody to be around chunky pumpkin but it was just sweet <laughs> that it had just lined up that way and that yeah. had carried on so that was fun oh that's cool what about you Ashley Mine are pretty simple. I mean, um, with my family of origin, um, I mean, Thanksgiving, we're just at the house. We do something, I mean, late that afternoon, all around the Cowboys game, of course. You know, we mm-hmm. always watch that, I guess, which is a tradition that we do. Yeah. Um, and then Christmas, we, um, we usually go to Mass on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And then we do dinner that night. Um, all the kids will open the presents from... Like grandparents, aunts and uncles, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Christmas morning, you know, it's all Santa stuff on Christmas mm-hmm. morning and we do brunch and stuff, but pretty simple stuff. We don't really have anything that really kind of is unique to us as a family, I think. But um, 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 on my husband's side, 
we now have some of those traditions that we do. And one that's funny with his, um, and I think that you mentioned it, Emma, is that even when you're grown, all of the kids are still the kids. <laughs> and so in his family, our generation, we, um, we are the rabbit twisters is what they call us. And so we still have a rabbit twister table. Oh my all gosh. of us, even though we're grown, so all the kids still have to sit <laughs> together. All the adults are in their opposite room together still. So it's just kind of funny. <laughs> Oh, do y'all wear like matching like family pajamas? No, <laughs> no. Okay, she's like, okay, hold on. No? It to that level yet? <laughs> yet? Y'all will be the first to know if we ever do. <laughs> if anything, this is the time to do it. You have two teenagers; they'll be so embarrassed. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Hopefully, they don't listen because they're gonna be like, "Are you kidding me, Emma? Like, you're really you just gave her that idea." Ashley, how do you, if at all, make your child? child that you placed your daughter part of the holidays that's a good question um you know I really do not I don't do anything um mm. you know outside of just keeping her in my thoughts yeah um, and prayers you know there's really nothing that I've really ever done or my family has done to incorporate mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've never had visits, anything like that. I've, um, I have always kept in touch with the family with pictures and letters. So it's a little different, you know, I haven't really had that opportunity. Um, and that's totally fine. It has worked for my family, um, and for her yeah. family as well, I would imagine too, you know, it's just really just a lot of thoughts about her, um, and just keeping her in my prayers, um, and her family as well yeah. during that time. Mm -hmm. That's great. Uh, what about you, Katie? Yeah, I think the same as Ashley. We don't really do anything necessarily for the holidays um, from corporate. I mean, I have pictures of my son all over my house, and so he's just a part of my my daily life in that sense. And so I mm -hmm. don't necessarily do anything special to incorporate him into the holidays in that sense. For his first Christmas and his first birthday, I did send him a gift just for those mile marker um, holidays, um, but then I have not sent a gift past those, those two holidays. Nothing, nothing specific. It's just mm -hmm. more thoughts. I just hope that he's having a great Christmas with his family and friends and just thinking about him. Emma, what about you? For holidays specifically, I, I think this is pretty unique. I'm not sure, but I've actually spent a couple holidays with my daughter's family. The first New Year's, the birth father and I, because we were still together at that point, went and spent New Year's with them. Then there was, I think, one or two Fourth of Julys I spent with them. And so, and again, that was more of just how like visits panned out. And um, I was either in the area around that time, like I think I'll be going to uh, the same area that they live for Thanksgiving. And so I'll probably go by and see them that weekend. So I've actually got to spend some holidays with them, which is, I think, pretty unique. And it's interesting, too. It, it actually, it, it tends to make me pretty emotional. Um, it's, like, so amazing. Like, I remember 4th of July watching fireworks. But now, 4th of July, when I see fireworks, sometimes it now is emotionally tied to my adoption story, which I don't think would have been the case, which doesn't mean I don't wish it, you know, I'm glad I got those 4th of July's with her, but you know, now it associates some of those emotional things. Same thing with New Year's. Mm -hmm. Obviously I resort back to those memories associated yeah. with those holidays, but like presents and things like that. Um, and this kind of goes into my question for y'all as well is like beyond holidays, but also like birthdays, 
and things like that. How do you, or if you do write letters or gifts or whatever those things are, because I know for me, I um, give a gift and write a letter every year on her birthday. And then on Christmas, I try to get gifts um, for her and her brothers, which I was telling y'all earlier, something that took me by surprise um, the first Christmas when I wanted to get them gifts was I was 18 and had not been working. And so I had no money and I was about to go to college. And it was this really humbling and sobering moment that I was reminded of one of the many reasons why I placed her for adoption of like, how cool that she's going to get this whole Santa experience and all these fun presents and all the, that I just, I was struggling to even buy her a $20 gift for Christmas. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not why I placed her for adoption, but that was of course a huge bonus that there were things that she was going to be able to get through this adoption that I would have not been able to. So, you know, Ashley, you mentioned that, you know, on holidays and things like that, that you don't necessarily do anything specific. Is this, is that the same case for birthdays and other anniversaries? Yeah. So for her birthday, um, I'll usually take some time out for myself and I'll go get a pedicure or a massage um, Mm -hmm. or just something along those lines. Because for me that day, it's more kind of a private day for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really celebrate it with other people. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of do things to really kind of take care of myself on that day um, and just kind of celebrate her more intimately that way if that makes sense. Yeah. On my first one, two, three years out, it looked a little differently, just, you know, what Christmas felt like and looked like and those types of things, how I would do things then, you know, really on her birthday. Um, um, I just kind of take that day to myself. Yeah. Birthdays are, birthdays are really tough ones for sure. Those definitely hit home harder than other holidays, such as Thanksgiving, Christmases, things like that. Birthdays are the tougher one for me. Um, I definitely understand what Ashley was saying about it being more of an intimate celebration and just being more private on those days. One of the things I do to celebrate my son's birthday is I get a birthday cake every year and write happy birthday and then his name. And I celebrate with my family and we do celebrate uh, together. But then there are times throughout that day where I do need some private time for just myself because there are a lot of tears on that day. It is super hard. It's, it's a fun way to remember him, and it's a fun way to mark that milestone. I found that the milestone birthdays are harder than the other ones, you know, like when they turn double digits. When he turned 16, which was the same age when I got pregnant, that was a hard one. This past year, when he turned 18, and that ended our formal agreement with getting communication, that was another tough birthday. So those birthdays are hard. I think the other holiday that is super hard is birth mother's day, which a lot of people don't even know about. Um, and that's the day before mother's day, the day that birth mother's day is celebrated. Um, and that's always a really hard day for me. So yeah, birth mother's day and his birthday are the two hardest holidays for me and my adoption journey when it comes to my son. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually didn't know birth mother's day really existed until last year. And so for me, it always was mother's day and birthdays. Um, and Mathani and I were speaking earlier too of the other anniversary for me that is difficult is placement day. Mm -hmm. So the two days after, so it's really those few days Mm -hmm. that I tend to be in a weird headspace unless I'm suppressing my emotions, which is unhealthy. (laughs) Don't encourage that. (laughs) That, yeah, though for me, I think I, I think I agree. I think those tend to be more 
heavy and personal and intimate, Ashley, like you were saying, than maybe the holidays themselves. Um, Mathani, do you feel that way or do you, are holidays just as difficult? Yeah, I think holidays aren't as difficult because I usually will, will have a visit in November. And so I see her around her birthday and then like right before, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas. So like I'll bring gifts um, for her birthday slash Christmas. We'll usually like FaceTime on Christmas day and on Thanksgiving day. So I go get to talk to them on those days. Um, but definitely like her birthday, which will be interesting since I'm getting married on her birthday this year. And so it'll be interesting to see how I cope or, or handle it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I think it'll be very like mixed emotions for sure. But um, yeah, birthdays are usually, I'll take the day off from work. I'll just kind of be off to myself. Sometimes I'll go see a movie, um, just whatever I feel like doing that day. And then Mother's Day weekend is usually hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and something too that I think as humans we underestimate is mm -hmm. how we associate like senses to memories and how like I was telling Mathani, I think right now, this is the first time I've been back home um, in the fall. And that was when I had my daughter. And so being here with the temperature change and like the way the smell of the outdoors changes when you go from summer to mm -hmm. fall, like has just been bringing up weird memories that like are far from significant or really worth remembering. I'm like, really? I have a horrible memory. And that's what I like can recall. And how even those little things of around that season that we underestimate can just resurface um, a memory or trigger something. Mm -hmm. So even beyond that exact day, right? But just of going and seeing um, around Christmas time, you know, the children's aisle of all the presents and all those things can be, can be triggering for sure. Um, so Ashley, how do you cope on those special days or the, even maybe during the holiday seasons when it's hard, you know, how do you cope? So I'd love to elaborate on what Emma just mentioned about how our senses can bring up memories. Um, mm. Because that is something that really affected me year one, especially because that was kind of those milestones. Okay. It has been a year since, since, um, since I first got pregnant or since I told my parents or mm. at this Christmas, I was pregnant with her still, you know, or at this summer I was still pregnant, you know? Um, and so that first year it brought up a lot of memories. And I remember, I think it was probably my first several years during the holiday season, I would always start to feel just real nauseous. I would not mm. have an I would almost like have a sensation of I was having morning sickness again. And it could have been, you know, all in my mind, or it could be that weird how our body is tied to our memory a little bit, you know, yeah. and those emotions were bottled up and resurfacing some strange way. Mm -hmm. So I would also always be home during the holidays during that time too. And so being at home again, you know, that would bring up memories and, you know, so that was always kind of hard and hard and triggering, but it was also a sense of comfort being at home too, because that was kind of my safe space still, you know, where I had lived those times, I breathed those times, you know, and I also had my family there too, which was nice. But I mean, that was kind of really hard those first several years. I would just have those feelings and memories again. I would say what resonates with me most about whether, um, 
it is her birthday, it's placement day, which I also think about placement day too, you know, on the time that I started signing, you know, like here's when it mm. happened. It's very isolating to me. Mm. Um, even today, I mean, I still don't have a lot of people bring her up on her birthday, you know, different mm. things like that. So it can be a very isolating time because I guess conflicting emotions on do I bring it up and say anything? Mm. If I do, are people going to think I'm weak and that I'm not okay and that I'm not over it or, mm. you know, so mm -hmm. it's a, it's a weird time. And I think when she turned 13, which was last year, it was a really hard birthday for whatever reason. I had a very difficult time that day. I was sad. I was angry. just felt very isolated because not a lot of people understand how you feel or they don't realize what you're going through or they just don't acknowledge it because they're scared to bring it up too. Yeah. Something I would love to just elaborate on that you just said is how one, it's crazy how year five is easy and then year six is horrible or yeah. it's just that unpredictability of grief and what is triggered and how you respond but something else, um, and I want to say we've mentioned as well on here, is how si silence can be deafening for an individual that's grieving. And a lot mm -hmm. of the time as humans, we are so scared to breach a topic that might evoke a lot of scary emotions and difficult emotions. And so we just don't say anything. Where in yeah. reality, that just, like you said, isolates people. Being Having an unplanned pregnancy as it is, is very isolating and terrifying. And so then that post- you know, adoption, people think, oh, okay, well, it's done, you know, and there's not much more to it. And it's like, oh no, the rest of your life, you're carrying that. My journey, which I've spoken about is how I didn't tell people. And so there also was no one really to ask how I was doing on that day. And yeah. so now as I've started to share um, with people, there are people who, who know to reach out on her birthday and mother's day. I have some friends who do that, which is so comforting but, you know, it breaks my heart for those people who don't have mm -hmm. that or people, you know, who might be afraid to reach out because they don't want to make it worse. It is better to say something than nothing at all mm -hmm. and just say, hey, thinking of you today, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or hope you're doing well. Love you. You know, sending good vibes and prayers your way. Things like that can make, I know for me, have made a huge difference on mm -hmm. those difficult days. Absolutely. Well, and it shows that, and it shows that others remember you know, because it's not that this child is forgotten or that you want them to be forgotten. I mean, they have a fear, you know, I don't know what if I bring it up and it upsets her or, you know, but we would rather have them remember with you and to celebrate. Yeah. Mm, too. yeah. And you're totally right. How, you know, that journey of grief, like it fluctuates and it's so different because I have two daughters and I have been pregnant at the same times throughout the year. I had my first daughter. So they have all been born in July and then early August now on this one. So just kind of like mm -hmm. all around that same time frame. But I was totally fine this year. I didn't have any, I mean, like I was good, but then sometimes it just hits you and you're like, oh. What about you, uh, Katie? How do you cope in those hard days, hard seasons? Yeah, I've gotten way better about asking for things, which I think is really important. I think especially in marriage, <laughs> as you mm. guys go and prepare to get married, both of you, I sometimes expect my husband to read my mind and to know what I need. 
<laughs> especially with my adoption journey, which is totally mm. unfair because he wasn't even a part of that journey. Mm. And he's never experienced an adoption journey personally. And so like, for example, this last birth mother's day, this was my last birth mother's day in the sense of before this ended my formal adoption agreement where I was going to get letters and updates. And so I saw something online that was this really beautiful um, canvas print and it had this street sign and it was like a really beautiful mountain background that you could get and then you could get your kids names printed on the street sign and I saw that and I went back and forth in my head for several days as to whether or not I even had the right to ask if I could put my birth son's name on that mm. and then my other two kids names and then finally I was like, why am I battling myself? <laughs> I absolutely have a right to put my birth son's name on this. He's my child too. And if you ask me how many kids I have, I have three children and I've always claimed that I have three children. And, you know, so I, I came to him and I asked him, I said, I really want this for birth mother's day. And I'm asking you to get this for me instead of expecting you to read my mind. <laughs> and so I asked him for that and he got it for me. And it's, beautiful mm. and it just it healed my soul a little bit and mm -hmm. so it's just reaching out and telling what I need asking what I need um talking about it I always post something on my social media the day of his birthday because again just like talking about it acknowledging that it's his birthday sharing photos even if it's hard I enjoy sharing photos because um, I enjoy looking back as well so I always share photos on my social media that's another way that I personally cope is just um, taking time out of that specific day to be specific um, and looking back even if it does cause me to cry there's nothing wrong with crying so yeah just being really specific and asking for help or asking for something that I feel like I need that would help me heal. Emma, what about you? Yeah, and I think I touched on it a little bit already of just that up and down that some holidays are like some Mother's Days are harder than I anticipate. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes birthdays are harder or whatnot. I, I agree, I think so far, I mean, it's only been four years, but the first year probably was for sure the hardest. I am very fortunate to have a family that is so considerate and kind. I remember on the first Mother's Day, they got me, my whole family got me a Mother's Day gift and flowers and a card. And, you know, Ashley and Kitty, y'all both referenced this of other people acknowledging them. And I hadn't thought of it in this way, how you put it, Ashley, of it shows that they're remembered, not just by you, but other people. And it, yeah. it, it reiterates their importance. It's comforting to know that your pain is also acknowledged and you're what you're going through. And so my family every year and um, my fiance as well, I'll get flowers on mother's day and, you know, they'll do a check-in. Um, how are you mm -hmm. doing? And, and on birthdays as well. And so Mathani, how do you cope? I think uh, so similarly with Katie, you know, I've had to learn that Ben, my fiance is not a mind reader. <laughs> and so, you know, it used to be where he was very, nervous to bring up my daughter or talk about it because he didn't want me to like be sad and I remember one time I was like what's wrong with being sad <laughs> I was like so frustrated because I was just like I just want you to ask me and so that was really good because now he 
will check in with me and be like, how are you feeling You know, on birthdays or holidays? And sometimes I'm like, I'm fine. And other times I'll just sit there and cry and he'll just hold me. And like, that's mm-hmm. all he can do. I think it's helped or something that's helped me cope is, you know, talking about it and then distracting my mind too. Like whether it's go and see a movie or like do some, like go to the spa and do something nice for myself just to ease, I guess. Yeah. Uh, my heart. <laughs> now I need to start going and getting myself a pedicure on those. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yes, That's girl. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, Katie, what was your question? My question was, do any of your birth fathers check in with you on any of these holidays? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's a, a really good, good question. question. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Emma, you had a very supportive birth father. I don't know how things ended, but I didn't know. Do you, do you guys still keep in touch? Do you guys still support each other on those major holidays and, and birthdays and mm-hmm. such? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good question. We went our separate ways about six months after having my daughter. And so, as I mentioned, the birth father and I did all of our visits together up to that point. And we had at least three or four at that point. And, you know, we celebrated new year's with them together. We actually broke up two days before the the first mother's day. And Mm -hmm. so that weekend also was like, has other emotions tied to it. Yeah. That mother's day was pretty horrible for many reasons because that was like the final piece of the family I lost. I officially lost. He, you know, two days after breaking up had brought me flowers and a letter for mother's day, which was incredibly kind. After that point for a couple years, like on her birthday, we would text each other or we actually first birthday, we weren't together, but we did her, we did celebrate her first birthday together um, with her family. But after that father's day, mother's day, we would text each other last year or a couple years ago. I don't remember at what point we did stop communication. Um, it just was difficult and, you know, it just, there were other emotions involved and I think it was just healthiest or most healthy to just to stop. And, um, he doesn't communicate with her family mm-hmm. anymore, um, or at this point. And mm-hmm. so I think just to respect those boundaries and all of that, he's not ready to really re-enter that open adoption right now. But that's a really good question on on those, her birthday and Mother's Day, Father's Day, for a good couple of years, we would check in. I love that he was supportive of you for those first few years and holidays. That's, I think, really important in the healing process. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know a lot of birth moms probably never received that. Did, did you have that? I did not. Okay. So I never, never did hear from the birth father. He's never maintain contact with uh, our son's uh, adoptive family um, over the last 18 years. What about you, Ashley? No, I don't have any type of involvement with him either. Mathani? Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think the first couple of years, I was very bitter towards him and like just was like, I hope he never tries to contact them. I hope he's never in her life. Mm -hmm. But that's, my perspective has changed a lot within, I would say the last year and a half. I've been able, I've been introduced to just birth father voices. It gives me a different perspective to where even though him and I don't ever need to be friends or interact or anything, but if our daughter ever wants that, I think 
it's within her right for her to have that relationship if he wants it and she wants it. Yeah, good good question though, especially if the birth father was involved as well. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's an important person. Anything else that you think is important for our listeners to hear regarding the holidays or anniversaries or all of those things, or just simply any advice that y'all have, Katie, we can um, start with you. Yeah, I just think regardless of where you're at in your post-adoption, however it is that you're feeling, however it is that you choose to celebrate the holidays, the birthdays, birth Mother's Day, Mother's Day, the anniversaries, however it is, be all up in your feelings. And however you're feeling, it's okay to feel that way. And don't ever doubt how you're feeling. Just embrace it. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to, to reach out to a friend, to a family member. I don't think there is a wrong way to grieve or a wrong way to be sad. I just think that everybody is on such a different journey and stage and everybody does it differently and that's okay. So wherever you are in that stage and however you choose to celebrate or grieve, it's totally up to you. It's okay. What about you, Ashley? Yeah, I think like Katie said, you know, grief is not linear and it's okay, you know, if things look different from year to year or from month to month or day to day. And especially with placing a child for adoption, it's a very unique type of grief because it's not like a death. You know, things aren't final. You know, it is ongoing. They're just, you know, there isn't that finality. There's a lot of unknown there. And Mm -hmm. there can also be some confusion, you know, tied to it because you are the one who made this decision to do this too. So you are partly responsible for this journey that you're on. You know, it's not like a death you know, like ever kind of explain it to somebody, it's like, well, you know, what if your mom was on life support and you then had to pull the plug? It was still your choice, but it's still really going to be really hard to do that. But Mm -hmm. you're the one that decided to do that for her. You know, I think give yourself some grace, you know, give yourself some slack. It's okay to hurt, to feel relief at times, to feel happy, to feel excited. You know, it's okay to feel those feelings and, you know, it'll get better. Hmm. Mathani, do you have any last words? regarding the holidays? No. I think Katie and Ashley, y'all have done a beautiful job articulating the good, the bad, and the ugly of how the holidays and anniversaries and all those things can affect us as birth moms. Um, Something that can often be overlooked as a difficulty in the adoption journey. Thank you both for coming back on and um, discussing this. We might be recruiting you again to come talk about all the other things and messiness of adoption. So thank you so much. And to our listeners, happy holidays. We'll have a few more episodes released. We will take a break for Thanksgiving week, but we look forward to coming back and sharing more stories. Thanks everyone. Bye guys. Thank you. Birth Mothers Amplified is brought to you by the Gladney Center for Adoption and adoption.com. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Birth Mothers Amplified. The views expressed may not represent the views of this program or sponsors and should not substitute seeking the advice of licensed professionals. To speak with an adoption counselor, please call 1-800-236-7898. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.